This is One on One's NFL Friday, bringing your weekly Jets, Giants, and NFL talk from WFUV Sports. With the top guests, weekly fantasy advice, and opinionated analysis, this is One on One's NFL Friday. And it is the divisional round. Episode of One on One's NFL Friday on January 11th, 2013. Kenny Ducey, Mac Rosenberg with you inside the WFUV studios in the Bronx, New York. Mac, hope you enjoyed some football last week, and I really hope that you were more right than I was. I was one for three, or one and three with picking. I don't know. I mean, you were on the show, but right. Hopefully everything was as you expected. Uh, I, uh, I, I, I'm actually in a pick'em league with some friends, and we do spreads. So I was actually one and three with the spreads. Um, I don't know. I, I, we didn't even bother picking the actual winners of the. Well, what was the but, one that you got right? Um, what was the one that I got right? Texans. No, I, I can't even. I can't even remember. It was the. Uh, which one was it? What, 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 what were the games? We had the Texans. We had the Seahawks and Redskins. Right now, that was the game that screwed me over. That that completely. was the- um, it was the the Packer game. The Packers. Me, I'm right, sorry right, about right, it. Brain, brain brain fart there. Uh, the Packer game was uh, because Joe Webb was starting. It was well, easy. and of course you take I, the Packers course, give it, given and, the nine and a half. And there. of course I, mean, I said, oh, Christian Ponder, maybe he has a good game. He didn't even play. I picked the Vikings. I probably would have still gone with the Packers even if Ponder played. But anyway, we got to talk about this week's games. Oh, we We've do. got there, some great games this week. Fantastic games coming up and. The Brady Manning showdown in the AFC is going to be, it could possibly be set up, and it's going to have to happen mm, this week. Right. Uh, two tough opponents, in my opinion. First, Baltimore can never write off Baltimore, especially with as much as I you know, hate to admit it, the Ray Lewis energy there clearly playing some part. And, mm-hmm. uh, and on the other side, Houston. I don't know if you saw the column that was written. Uh, in, in New England, uh, it's slipping me now the name uh, of the person who wrote it, but it was Arian Foster's uh, Twitter icon. I know it was something in the Boston Globe. Yeah, and, uh, and I had heard about it. And his Twitter icon is an excerpt, right, of this uh, of of this column, which was really funny. Uh, and he he now changed it, but it, it basically, you know, it was like. The New England Patriots, first team ever to have back-to-back buys coming into the <laughs> AFC Championship game. The te- and he was like, are you kidding me? Uh, you, you know, we just won our first-round matchup. First of all, the Texans didn't get any shot in the Bengals game or, or not a great enough shot by anybody covering it. Uh, so, look, Houston, you can't write them off against New England. Yes, Tom Brady, one of the best playoff quarterbacks that we've ever seen. But, uh, I mean, are you really going to sit here and say, Arian Foster, Andre Johnson, all those guys are not going to be able to get it done. And Schaub finally won a playoff game. He finally won a playoff game, but, I mean, I don't have any faith at all in the Houston Texans going into this game. Obviously, we'll talk about that later in the show when we get to the playoff matchups. But uh, I have no faith in Houston. Really? Well, no I mean, we'll have a good discussion about that. Definitely. I want to lead it off here with RG3. Mm-hmm. We need to get to that, the ACL and LCL uh, which, by the way, I'm no doctor, but I did call that one on Twitter uh, to be to be Rick Riley here. Um, no, but on, I mean, when you look at a guy walking off the field, and this is really how I, you know I, I was telling people you can't be like, oh, he walked off under his own power. He's fine, right? He, no, Real Revis walked on under his own off under his own power. So did Shumpert. So did you know? Yeah, a, a lot of players. Um, but Griffin clearly the damage done. The, the, I didn't even want to see that replay. The knee goes one way, the, the his legs mm. go in the other. Um, 
it leaves the discussion, should have should Mike Shanahan have left him in the game? Now, RG3 said he could play, but does that make it okay to put him out there? You know, I think that's one of the major questions, is should Mike Shanahan have exerted his power uh, as head coach, his seniority as a head coach in this league for decades? Um, and, and, you know, and this is a very tough situation because this is, you know, this is not a regular season game. You know, this is this is a very hard decision to make. Um, and, you know, I, I think we could all sit here and say, well, of course he should have. I mean, come on, it's obvious. He's the head coach. You know, clearly this guy is in no, you know, in, in no case to, to be out there playing on, on, on a football field. But when you're actually in the heat of the moment, you know, on, on the sidelines, you know, you are there. You are in that moment. It's very, very difficult to make that decision. That being said, I probably still... Um, would have would have making that decision to take him out because yeah I but it's it's tough because it's not like you have Tim Tebow as your backup quarterback Kirk Cousins showed you he's a capable quarterback that's right that's he right. won you a big football game down the stretch still you know no I'm, faith in Cousins I'm a big believer in you know there's a huge difference between us sitting here in this studio and Mike Shanahan on the football yeah, but, field. Yeah, but you, I mean, he was seeing the same stuff we were seeing, Mac. The dude was limping for a first right. down. He rolled out, and he was he was practically running I, with I one understand. leg. I understand. I completely understand down. all Couldn't, that. Clearly, his throws were off, and, and you know, everything about him was off. Right. Like I said, uh, I totally would have, you know, would have taken him out, but I think we have to give some leeway here to Shanahan and say, you know, this guy is not sitting in his living room watching the game. I mean, most people sitting in their living rooms watching the game are probably like, well, what is this guy doing on the field? Why is he still playing? But it's it's just very, very difficult when you actually are in the heat of the moment as a head coach to make that, that, that snap decision. It's not easy. And remember in, uh, I believe it was 2010, Julian Adienza, Julian our producer, was reminding me. It was, yeah, it was 2010, 2010. 2011. Packers Jay, Cut- Jay Cutler got hurt yeah. and got taken out for Caleb Haney. Completely, completely different situation in my really? in my opinion. Jay Cutler hurt his thumb. Okay, RG three could. I thought not... it was his knee. No, he hurt his thumb. His he hurt, thumb. He, that, that's if I'm not mistaken. I'm pretty sure that it was his his thumb on his throwing hand. Julian says definitely the knee. Really. I could have sworn it was uh, that he that Jake. Yeah, I think, it, I think it was actually his MCL. Sp- it was an thumb. MCL sprain. Uh, now that I look it up here, um, I don't even want to talk about Jake Cutler. I, I, I but 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 I'm saying that I can't the same stand kind of thing as people criticize Jake Cutler for coming out of that game when he clearly couldn't. He was clearly not himself. He sprained his MCL, and people will give him flack. But RG three staying in there now, all of a sudden he should have come out. If he comes out, even. Are we sitting here and are people sitting behind their television screens going, is RG3 really coming out of this game right now? I, I just, I, I think that if RG3 would have come out of that game, it would have been earlier than the limping for the first down. Because clearly from, in the first quarter, yes, he threw two touchdowns, or mm-hmm. they scored two touchdowns, but there was, something, two touchdowns, there was yeah. something off about him right. the whole night. On and, the second touchdown pass, I mean, he got hit hard, went yeah. down, I mean, and he was, he was very painful right. to get up there. Right, so if he goes out then, are people discussing his toughness? Are people discussing Mike Shanahan, why'd you take him out? Uh, and it's just the sports world. It's just a very fine line, you know, between two sides of an issue here, but... And all I'm saying is, you know, and Julian is saying is you need to think about Jay Cutler's injury and the heat he took for coming out of that game. I think it was a little bit different. And by the way, 
Well, Jay I mean, Cutler, it wasn't a tear; it was a, just a sprain. Right. I'm so not. I'm not talking about the injury necessarily. But by the way, the the thumb did happen. It was in, in the season after the 2011 season. He had he did have surgery on a fractured thumb. But anyway, um, I think it was different because I I believe Cutler was much more willing to come out of that football game, if I'm not mistaken. RG3, I mean, there was no way that he was going to walk off that field. You know, it was a, it was a situation right. well, where you're going to have to drag me off the field. I don't think it was like that with Cutler. I think Cutler was was hurting pretty well, with, pretty bad. Yeah, I mean, well, and game. Cutler again, you know, the guy is pretty tough. I mean, he ta- you, you okay? You you make that face, Mac. I but, have very I have a lot of problems with Jay Cutler, but the, the guy ahead. takes more sacks than almost anyone in the NFL. Okay, he's hit well, drilled into the ground. Actually, that's not true this year. Aaron Rodgers took the most sacks, right? right but and look where Aaron Rodgers is. So all right, all right. We, well, we, listen, we well, can have a whole well, show on yeah. Jay Cutler. Well, hey, to, to, you know, Washington, they got RG three, John Wall, Steven Strasburg. Can't get full <laughs> seasons out of any of them. That's ridiculous. <laughs> uh, one football team not as blessed, New York Jets. Uh, I want to talk about them. For uh, for a few minutes here, because they're in the middle of a GM search. Last weekend, there was the report Tom Gamble's the GM. Apparently, he blew his interview. That's what the the whole thing is. They were ready to bring him on, and he, he did not do well in the interview. That's just what I've been reading mm-hmm. uh, from the Jets reporters. Um, Rex Ryan and Woody Johnson have the press conference. Rex looks energized. Basically, everyone's gone. The the GM's gone. Two offensive coordinators now with Schottenheimer and Sperano. Right. Mike Patton's gone to the Bills. Um, Mike Westoff retired. Everyone is gone except for Rex Ryan. He's getting the keys to the city. Right, basically. And, uh, you know, Woody Johnson, Woody Johnson is a Rex Ryan guy. Woody Johnson has the utmost faith in Rex Ryan to do, you know, what he did and what you just said. It was basically clean house except the head coach. I mean, it's it's unbelievable. I don't. We haven't seen... We've seen very few situations like this where if you're going to clean house, you're getting rid of the head coach. Um, and sometimes he's the first one to go. Exactly. Most of the time he's the yeah. first one to go. Most of the time it's the GM and the head coach done. You know the whole and and usually with the coach, it's the coaching staff since the coach hired the coaching staff. Yeah. But it's a very interesting situation. Um, Woody Johnson loves Rex Ryan. Clearly, I mean he has has faith in the guy. My question about Woody Johnson um, is he an NFL owner who wants to win? Or is he an NFL owner who cares more about promoting his franchise and making money? Because I, I think he learned this lesson this year. Canceling the first press conference that they were supposed to have, if you don't remember, the Tuesday after, I believe after Christmas, or maybe it was no, a Tuesday. No, I remember. Yeah, it was that, it was that Tuesday. Even, it was a Tuesday even, after the season ended. Yeah, Tuesday people were even the saying they were breaking NFL rules. Right, they, they, they were going to have the press conference, then they cancel it, fired Tannenbaum that week, and then... Have the whole the whole thing with Ryan basically having a um, an epiphany, you know. Uh, this is my uh, I'm I'm At wiping the pool. I'm wiping In the Bahamas. The, I'm wiping the slate clean. I, I am I, you know this is my, it's it's a new day. It's like my first day here. You know he's you can't do that. You can't you know be here for four years. You know have pretty good success the first two and then completely just drop off the next two and uh, you know act like. You know, because you're getting a renewed faith by the owner that it's it's brand new. All right, all right, Coach Rosenberg. But what should he have done then? I mean, you what, know, is he, what is he supposed to do? Go all right. Well, these last four years they've been yeah, two good seasons, two bad ones. I'm just gonna keep being Rex. You I know, think it's we'll just a lot happens. of talk to me, Kenny. I really do. I think it's just it's just a See, whole the man, lot. The of man talk. faces the media. It's a whole What's lot of Woody Johnson wanting. You know, to have this image, you know, where you know this grand image where well, okay, Rex Ryan okay, comes well, Woody, out. Woody Johnson's one thing. 
that he certainly loves Rex Ryan maybe a little too much. Mm-hmm. But the fact that it matters, you can't get, you can't knock you can't knock Rex Ryan for what he did. I think it's ridiculous to come out and say it's like well, your but, first okay, day okay. on the Jets because you're 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 not coming to terms with reality. Basically, it's not your first day. You've been here yes, for four it is. Years. There's, there's no one on the coaching well, staff. They're most likely going to get a new quarterback. But he's and, still here. Rex Ryan is still on the Jets. That's I mean, the thing. but he still have a lot. He's got one season. There's still it, a lot of like players. A, I mean, you know, there's still a lot like, of the same players. Like the same end, personnel. I mean, it's like the end of the NFL regular season it's like a one game season for Rex Ryan it's a one season it's just this one season it's going to make or break his career with the Jets he's either going to have another couple years or he's going to get fired no, after I, this I heard year. this I is heard, his year I heard that that Woody um, Johnson even if denied he, that yeah even, but if, Woody even Johnson, if he doesn't do well this year he's still going to have uh be that, here next that, year. there's no way if if he fired everyone and there's a new GM in town, you really think the new GM is going to I agree after a losing I think season, it's, I think it's like that but the fact that Woody Johnson Still, you know, would come out and say that that you know it's it's it, it they would come out and say that you know we're still going to give him even more years even if he doesn't do good this year. Why would you say that? I mean, you know, clearly that's not the case. Like you I just don't know. said, cleaning house I have a and problem everything. With how Woody Johnson handled this whole Rex Ryan thing, but I, I'm just saying, Rex Ryan. The only thing I don't getting like, way too much criticism. I, I think the only, like I said, the only thing I don't like about what Rex Ryan had to say was that he is making it seem like. That he that we should give him another chance, basically. That 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 you know you know because because of everything that's happened in the past, and now that just because you fired all the coordinators, it's it's like a it's like a brand new football team. Yeah, but which I disagree with again. Though you want him to be confident, or what do you want him to do? No, no, normal? no. There's a way of showing confidence. You know, a different way. You can show your right, confidence. Right. I believe in a different way. All right, that's so, my opinion. So there's Max Dig. Do you think they're going to hire Rob Ryan? And any shot? No, there's no think, way they hire Rob Ryan. I think Ryan. there's a little bit of a shot. There, I mean, you know, the, apparently the cornerbacks coach, the Dennis Thurman, is right. like he's the. It's rumored exactly. That he's, he's pretty much the new pretty much coordinator. Right. right. But and there's no reason that was before uh, Rob Ryan got. That's fired. true. There, there's no reason not to promote from within um, for 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 your coordinators, in my opinion. Uh, also, look at how good have, the secondary is done without Darrell Revis. Unless too. you have, you know, Rob Ryan's situation, he happens to be the twin brother of Rex Ryan. So, I mean, it's not every day that you have a twin brother oh, no, or your head coach be, out there, you know, willing to come on and take a, a coordinator job. That would be awesome. I I think I you could know, see the high, I I could see the headlines in the New York Post. I think now, um, both of them standing next to each other. Any general manager that takes over this team. No way he's hiring Rob Ryan. No way. <laughs> I know. But knowing Woody Johnson. Woody Johnson would do Woody, it. Knowing Woody Johnson, you never but, know. But, I mean, the GM's going to have something to say. All right. Well, and they interviewed Jerry Angelo yesterday, by the way. They've been interviewing some good yeah. candidates. I'm yeah. really I'm really happy with the selection that they, they've they had. They'll this, get someone good. GM hiring They'll get someone who here. knows what he's doing. I mean, yeah. they'll get somebody good. Yeah. All right. Let's move on here. We got, well, I mean, we have actual games going on. We do. On. We, yeah, have about, we do. We don't have to talk about these two guys, you know, Rex Ryan and RG3, <laughs> who aren't even in the playoffs anymore. <laughs> Uh, the first one up is my uh, my favorite, I think, and it is Baltimore and Denver. There's Joe Flacco, mm-hmm. who really was a below average vertical pass, deep field, you know, deep down the field passer for most of the year. He he looked pretty good last weekend against the Colts, and I mean it was the Colts. It was but, the Colts? Um, nonetheless, you know, two eighty two eighty two two touchdowns, uh, only NFL quarterback in uh, history. To win a playoff game in each of his first five seasons, that that now that he's won that one, I think the buck stops here. Though I think Peyton Manning is destined for the Super Bowl. I, I that's what I said at the beginning of these. I playoffs. agree. Um, look, Peyton Manning clearly some sort of chip on his shoulder after Indy let him go, and that whole team. 
I was saying uh, the because you know the MVP conversation comes up. Mm-hmm. The running game for the last two years, great. It's been great. No, Sean Marino has emerged with Willis McGahey Willis getting McGahey hurt. McGahey reemerged. Very, yeah, very he good. resurrected his career they, in Denver, and, and it was because it was a lot. It has a lot to do with Mike McCoy and, and what he has been able to do in Denver. It started with Tim Tebow. Yeah. I mean, what I mean and, because they had to run the ball. Mike so much. McCoy, I and we'll talk about the Browns and the whole head coaching carousel later. I think Mike McCoy. I don't know how the Browns didn't hire him, but. I think it has a lot to do with him, has a lot to do with John Fox, because Willis McGahee is a guy who you have to know how to use him for him to be successful. And, I mean, they, they knew exactly what they were doing. He was, he was a stud, too, yeah. at Miami. Uh, anyway. And even in Baltimore, he wasn't and, bad. Yeah, and, and on the Bills, he wasn't that bad. Right. I mean, he's a guy who hasn't been bad. He no. just flew under he's the radar a very until solid NFL career. The, the Broncos swooped in and, and took him. But, um, all right, so... The the Broncos the the running game clearly successful. Also the defense not too bad. No, um, not at and all. And then you got Manning with Decker and Thomas. And there's a lot of good things. There are a lot of things to be excited about in Denver. Absolutely. So for that reason, you know, in Baltimore, that I don't, I really don't think this, especially without Darius Webb, this defense is going to be able to stop the offense. Uh, I have to to think that the Broncos are going to win this game, and I think it's going to be by seven to ten points. Yeah, I mean, I, I really, I don't disagree with you. Um, you know, I, I think the Ravens, you know, kind of showed us, you know, down the stretch regular season, they were having some issues, um, but they were able to beat the Giants, uh, you know, late down the stretch in the season. They're able to get some kind of momentum, some kind of good feeling heading into the playoffs, and then, you know, the week leading up to the Colts game, Ray Lewis and that whole thing retiring and, you know, saying it's his last ride, yeah, yeah. and that just kind yada, of, yada. and that kind of made the Colts. Uh, Ravens game, a momentum game, a, a feel-good story type of game. I didn't feel good um, <laughs> after I mean, watching that game. I, I felt sick to my stomach, actually. I, yeah, I, I'll be honest with you, so did I, because I took the Colts getting nine and a half points in that game. Well, it, it definitely did. Uh, it had everything to do with Ray Lewis. Was it, not, it was nine and a half or seven. It might have actually been seven. I could well, not. They, I, I mean, don't know I couldn't, how. I was surprised that they, they got pummeled like And the that. Colts' offense totally outplayed the Ravens offense if you look at the numbers. But it was about the big play in that game. Anquan Bolden was a part of two huge plays in that game. And that's yeah, what that's gave the Ravens Anquan that Bolden, game. man. I, right. I could not believe that. Because I, I was actually uh, with one of our colleagues, DJ Sixsmith. He was saying that Bolden was a weapon and Smith Smith's fast. Bolden, they have two Bolden, solid receivers. Bolden, but Bolden has been considerably worse since coming to the Baltimore I've Ravens. Still Hasn't had, had a thousand-yard season. I still, I've always had faith in Bolden. As he's you a know. talented guy, but Flacco. I mean, what does it say about Joe Flacco that he hasn't had a thousand-yard season? Yeah, uh, with Joe Flacco and. I mean, the production's been down stats-wise, but clearly still a talented receiver. Made some big catches in that game, so you got to be happy with what you're seeing out of him. This game, by the way, at 4:30 on Saturday, the first one, yeah, uh, right after one-on-one on uh, 90.7. But uh, and just to, real quick, uh, I think that the Buck certainly stops here for the Ravens. Um, you know, a couple things: the defenses that they're facing. The Colts' rush defense was just awful the other day. Um, against the Ravens. I mean, Ray Rice had a, a very good game, and that opened up the pass for Joe Flacco. A little bit different here with the Broncos, okay, because the Broncos have an excellent pass rush attack with Elvis Dumerville and Von Miller. These I, two I, guys very on the talented. defensive line are very, very talented pass rushing machines, okay, and they will give Joe Flacco trouble, no doubt about it. Um, so what Joe Flacco's going to have to do is, you know, he may have to, 
you know, I, very few times uh, on Sunday did I see Joe Flacco go to a screen type of pass, you know, an outlet pass to Ray Rice. That's how I think. they got the fourth and like you said, he, right? Like you said, he's he's looking down the field. He's yeah. a guy who is going to look towards you know the the far sideline down the field to make a play. You know, he may have to bail himself out a few times on uh, on Saturday against the Broncos because it's a whole different ball game when you have to go on the road in Denver. Okay, and the last three teams to go to Denver in the playoffs have lost. Okay, so and, and they didn't have Peyton Manning in those games. So, you know, don't just say, "Oh, and Peyton Manning were automatically." One of those teams too. Exactly. <laughs> so uh, it's a whole new ball game. Okay, and then on the other side, the uh, the defense for the Ravens. Okay, they're gonna have they're gonna have a lot to deal with. Okay, because the Colts essentially were a an Andrew Luck show. Vic Ballard, I like Vic Ballard. He's, he's very he has he has a good future. Well, come on, Luck did it all. Right, but it, it, exactly, it was Luck. Okay, Luck made fifty plus throws in that game. Peyton Manning won't have to do that. No, there's no doubt. Peyton Manning will not have to sit back in the pocket fifty times and throw the football because he has no Sean Moreno. He has guys like Ronnie Hillman. Okay, who, Hillman. Uh, those guys will will definitely get. He could sneak up. On definitely the, get carries. He could sneak up on the. No, Sean Marino's done an excellent job since Willis McGay he left. And so. really, I mean, another guy with a chip on his shoulder, man. He was drafted first exactly. round. He was given exactly. the, he was the franchise back. I think he back. has way more of a chip on his shoulder than Peyton Manning. Oh, does. he has to because he was the franchise back in in Denver, right? And uh, you know, then the Tebow thing and yeah. McGay he ended but, up last year. I mean, getting let's more face carries. it. You know, you're right. You know, first round pick. Franchise back, but he just couldn't get it done. I mean, he, you know, he he couldn't. Yeah, you know, they had Kyle Orton, I believe, when he, when he was first drafted. <laughs> yes. I mean, they didn't. He, you know, and, and no, Sean Moreno and Willis McGahey. I put them in the category of running backs who need to have a great quarterback. Okay, to 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 that the, a great quarterback that makes plays. Willis so McGahey did not have a great quarterback. Not even a good. quarterback I know that's last what I, that's exactly what I'm saying. Oh, okay, okay. I thought he, you were saying he needs to have a good quarterback to be good. Well, yeah, that's that is what I'm saying. But Tebow wasn't a good quarterback. Well, I mean, for the it was most terrible. No, that that that's true. I'll quarterback give, wise, I'll give you that. I'm just saying you need to have someone uh, passing the ball that's going to be to be able to back you up when you know when you may not be able to get the carries that can make the plays through the air. And I think Peyton Manning has uh, really instilled that for the Broncos this year without a question. All right, just to reiterate your pick, uh, I'm going to go with definitely Denver to win the game. But I, you know, let's. Talk about the spread real quick. Who do you like with with uh, with the spread? What's the spread? Ravens are getting nine and a half points in this game. What? Yeah. <laughs> no. Wait. The, the, the Ravens. They're not the favorite. They're underdog. No. They're right? getting. They're getting nine and a half. So they're the un- they're the, the underdog, right? Yes. Okay. Okay. I was gonna say. All right. Um. Learn your spread. I still think. <laughs> I still think the Broncos cover that spread. Wow. Okay. Still do. I, I I told you at the at the top of this it's gonna be a ten point win. Uh, yeah. All right. Okay. Uh, p- p- please tell me you're not one of the Ray Lewis is one of the football gods type people. You know, not really. Uh, uh, you know, I mean, it's it's kind of inspiring. You know, to see what he was doing and everything. It was it was all about Ray Lewis on Sunday. Um, and you know, it, it, you know, he deserved it. He deserved a good going out party and everything. He's you know, he's a Hall of Famer. You know, he's done all the great things. Won a Super Bowl. With the Ravens, you know, you know, MVPs, he, he took that city up from from nothing in terms of football, made it what it is. I mean, but you know, I, I have I a just, problem with how much of a pedestal he's put on. I think I I agree. I I think I think you know, seeing that that last dance on that last and snap. Do you agree with Reggie Wayne that that was disrespectful? I do. Someone else, someone else was tweeting about. That's that. where the running back goes. Um, That's not Ray Lewis's, uh, and he and he said he didn't care. 
I think it, I like having Ray Lewis in that game on the final snap. I like that touch. You know, it kind of reminds me of like Jerry Rice signing yeah, the one was day nice, contract. Yeah, that was nice. But the dance was, like, that was a little signing much. the one day contract to retire as right. a Ram to retire as a Niner for. But if for he would have taken off his helmet and then like thank you Baltimore and like you know something like that would have been better than the dance. I don't like that. Yeah, dance. I, I I I I thought that was disrespectful. I, I'm with you, Reggie Wayne. That's yeah, you're listening. I'm kind of with you on that too. <laughs> All right, let's move on here. Green Bay and San Francisco is the next game. Uh, on tap time, sa- tomorrow night, 8 o'clock. And, uh, well, I hate to break it to you, Mac, mm-hmm. but I have the San Francisco 49ers winning the Super Bowl. Wow. So they're going to win this game. Okay. It's um, San Fran's year, baby. Last year, they came way too damn close to winning that game and fumbled it away. And A uh, couple times. Yeah. <laughs> and they had a considerably worse quarterback. I think everything is right right now for San Fran. You have Frank Gore, who's still running out of his mind this late into his career. You yeah. have uh, even you know the two tight end attack with <laughs> Vernon Davis, Delaney Walker, Manningham's shown you, or Manningham's hurt actually. Manningham he? is hurt. Yeah, yes. but still Randy Moss, who had been quiet, now he starts to get a little bit of a shot. Yeah, but he knows how to catch a football. Oh man. no, absolutely. Yeah. But I mean Randy Moss, you don't you think of Crab, the guys Crabtree's emerged as a legit number one. You think of the guys who have meant something to the Niners this year as far as the passing game is concerned. You think about Michael Crabtree. Michael Crabtree legit one. has really taken a step up this year. Um I, I like I do like him a lot. He has a lot of ability. We always knew how athletic he was coming out of college at Texas Tech. Yep. Um but I want to talk about Vernon Davis for a second because you mentioned him. He, he ain't going to get the ball, though. <laughs> Vernon Davis, since Colin Kaepernick took over, for some reason, just Vernon Davis has just not been you know, that go-to top receiver on this you know team. He was never. I think that, that's had, the thing is he was never the go-to receiver without, without, even with Alex Smith. But he always, always got, he always made the plays. He always, you know. Well, when was, he gets the ball, he makes the plays. He always that's was Vernon padding Davis. the stats. And I think Vernon Davis in his last six games – has like six catches or something. Yeah, I mean, no, it was. I had to sit him in fantasy, and yeah. luckily I had Martellus Bennett on it's my bench. It's a shame but, because he's a he's a huge talent, huge talent. He he's I've I, always loved he, Vernon Davis. He was and I'm the self-proclaimed best tight end of all. He thought he was the most athletic tight end of all time coming out of college, and he went to Maryland. I mean, who, hard, who goes to Maryland? <laughs> <laughs> hard to agree with Josh Childress. Hard to agree with him though. I I, I hard to disagree with him. I mean, he's yeah. inc- he's a specimen, and uh, you know certainly the last six games. Nothing. Uh, mm-hmm. He did say, he came out and said to him, because he was asked about it, he said, look, Colin and I, we just don't have a good chemistry right now. It's going to take a little while. Looks like Kaepernick's going to be there for a while. Looks like Davis is still going to hang around there for a couple more years. So I think next year they get this thing all sorted out in training camp, whatever. Right now, though, this week, I don't think Vernon Davis is going to be a factor. No, because, I, I agree with you. Because Charles I, Woodson's probably going to be covering him. Yeah, I, but he, I, it's a waste. That's a waste, in my opinion, because they've the opposing defenses have had an easy time just having a safety on Davis or a linebacker short field. It, it's really he's been taken out of the passing game. It's all about Crabtree. You were talking about is mm-hmm. the legit one right now, and uh, the Niners. I just think they're primed for a run. You got Kaepernick, young quarterback. Fits the mold as this new prototype at, at QB, and um, it certainly looks. Things are looking up for them. If they're if it's not this year, it's going to be soon. But on the same, on the other side, Mac, the the Packers they look strong. Uh, they look like they could make another one of these runs like they did in the Super Bowl 
or when they won the Super Bowl. Right. I I don't disagree. I mean, I really I and I loved I loved the Green Bay Packers back in 2010. I remember picking them to beat at the Falcons when they went in there. Um, and, and you know, I, I remember just the uh, the feeling that the Packers gave you when they went out there in the playoffs in 2010. Um, but real quick on Kaepernick, this is a guy who. Andrew Luck has played more regular season starts than uh, Colin Kaepernick has. Just just let that sink in for a second. Now, I know that the Niners have a lot of weapons around this guy. They've got a great defense, and they've got Frank Gore, and they've got Michael Crabtree, and they've got even Vernon Davis at times to help him out. Um, but when it comes down to it for me, um, I think you've got to look at the quarterbacks in, in this game. I mean, and I'll probably pick the Niners to win the game. Really? But, uh, you know... I, I could totally, totally see the Green Bay Packers winning this game. Aaron Rodgers is I mean, on a, absolutely. Our, Aaron Rodgers is on a roll right now, but I know people who think that the Packers aren't aren't a great really? team, and I know people that think the Niners are, like you said, going to win the Super Bowl, so or at least get there. Um, I, I think that you have to look at the quarterbacks in this game. Colin Kaepernick is not a great passer. He's more of a. I, I'm trying to. I, I can't figure out what kind of quarterback Colin Kaepernick is right now I mean he's he's a mobile guy for sure I mean he can run 50 yards down the field he's the type of guy who would be a third stringer on the Jets to be the wildcat wildcat quarterback right <laughs> so I mean I don't know I'm how serious you were about that I was joking he has a much better arm than that guy who plays uh, in New York uh, yeah but I mean I agree with you. he's a mobile guy but you have to love the can Army that win hands. you a playoff game I mean well but again it's he's not it's he's not any mobile guy I think that he's a lot better of a passer than we've seen in you know guys like uh, Vic not RG3 RG3 is an exceptional passer but you know like no way is he a Tebow no way I don't think he is is he a Vic I don't think he's going to be a turnover machine or mm-hmm. he is right now um I I think that maybe more of like a Romo type you know, and obviously there's there's the clutch factor is not in this. It's simply raw. And Romo is one of the best in the NFL in, in you know, escaping pressure and, and making the big play downfield. So I would kind of maybe relate him to Romo. I don't know if that's what you were thinking. Mm, I mean, he, you know, I'm he just looking, run at, a lot better. looking at his running, his, his, his uh, passing numbers here. He had 10 touchdowns, only three interceptions in 13 starts this year. Thirteen games, I should say, and he was um, a monster at Nevada. People, yeah. people don't remember almost a, a one hundred quarterback rating. He had a very, very solid year. I mean, but I just think the question is, you know, once you get into the playoffs, I mean, obviously it's going to help him that he's home, but how much does experience factor in here? I mean, you have two quarterbacks here at complete, complete opposite ends of the experience spectrum coming into yeah. this game. Rodgers in his prime, yeah, and he's had all the experience too. I mean, so yeah. I, I just. I, I don't know. I might lean towards Green Bay just because of, uh, you know, if there's a guy who's going to make a mistake in this game, it's going to be Colin Kaepernick. Not, All right, well, I mean, well I, you just said the Niners. Now you're going to say the Packers. It's tough. It's it's not easy. This is not an easy game. The spread is three. Packers getting three. I'm absolutely taking the Packers with three. No doubt about it. Um, because I think the Packers have a good shot to win this game. I, re- I, I truly do believe that. And um, I don't know if you were one of these people, but I just I, I, it it scares me to hear when people say, "Oh, look what the Packers did." You know, I'll, I'll say, you know, and like you said, the Packers looked great last week against the Vikings. Oh, but it was against Joe Webb, and Joe Webb wasn't on defense for the Vikings. You know, I mean, you know, yeah. So, well, again, early on, that defense looked good, and obviously the early Vikings on good. aren't close to the Niners in terms of defense. Obviously, I'm not saying that, right. but I mean, you can't look at like. You know, like with the Patriots situation, you can't say the Packers had a bye last week. I don't buy that because they played Adrian <laughs> Peterson. 
Yeah. So and he's certainly and they held him to 99 yards. And I, I see them, and that's another uh, angle to take the Packers' defense in this game. How good can they do against Frank Gore? Because I think their pass defense is definitely better. All about BJ Rogers. I think their pass defense will definitely come to play. Charles Woodson is back. He's gotten a home playoff game in. He's he's been able to you know get his reps in. Um, I, I've always liked the Packers' secondary. Guys like Tremont Williams, Sam Shields, they're not the best guys in the world, but they will give you some good uh, defensive minutes. I don't know. In def- you're talking about defense, I am all 49ers. Well, obviously it's game. all 49ers. Yeah, I, yeah, but I, I, Woodson's going to help. I do believe that the Packers' pass defense, pass and, and even pass rush with guys like Raji, like you said, um, will definitely have a solid game. I, I do believe that. It's going to be close. This this might be the best game. I think this is probably the best game of the weekend. Uh, it, it's going to be a good one. Uh, I am, I'm looking forward to just watching the Niners for a couple weeks. I mean, hopefully they win this game so I can I can do that. But Saturday at 8 is going to either start or end this Niners playoff run. Mm-hmm. It's going to be interesting. So Mac taking. I'm going to go with Green Bay. Green gonna, Bay. Uh, it's a gut check, last second gut right. check. Just because of Kaepernick, I think it comes down to the quarterbacks. I really Any, do believe anytime that. Anytime you disagree with me, that's a good pick. I got the Niners. <laughs> uh, all right, we'll move on here. Seattle and Atlanta kicking off Sunday action. I love. I also one. love this game. This, I mean, in playoffs, they're all going to be good. Yeah. They're, they're all good. Um, uh, in, in this one, I look at the, at the at the Falcons and I say, at, you cannot use the, oh, the Falcons are 0-3 with Matt Ryan in the mm-hmm. playoffs. Oh, the Falcons just lost to the Giants. All oh, the Falcons lost to the Packers years ago. I, First of all, the Packers and Giants both won the Super Bowl that year. Right. Second of all, Packers and Giants have won the last three Super Bowls. If I'm no, no, they won the last two. They won the last two. Uh, Giants right. last year, Packers. Before. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And, anyway, and, go and ahead. That's what, and that's what the Falcons losing in the first round. Right. And look, the Falcons for a while they were the best team of football. They, you know, and then the Texans were. The Falcons are very talented. Mm-hmm. I think what's holding them back. I always, I always say it, but I'm, I'm not even joking. Michael Turner is not going to win you a Super Bowl at running back. Michael Turner is the problem for the the Falcons. They have a, a talented young guy by the name of Jaquiz Rogers. He's he started to see an increase, and then Turner scored some touchdowns. Turner's a great goal line back. Turner might get you eighty yards a game and a touchdown, you know, which is I guess good. If he does that this Sunday, it gives him a good chance to win. Right, but but I just don't. He's not a guy that that puts you over the edge at running back. That's like, oh, you know, you got a game plan against Michael Turner right. as well as Matt Ryan. Right. Um, but all of that aside, Matt Ryan, I think, gonna have a good game. Um, on a defensive end, Sean Weatherspoon, I think, is gonna be a factor, just because you look at you look at uh their their, their second to last game against Detroit, eight tackles. Um, against Tampa Bay, he also had eight. Um, he's the kind of guy who lifts up the other players on defense, like a, a Ray Lewis, but not like everyone goes crazy about him. Ray, you know what I mean? He's a he's certainly and only three years in the league, uh, out of Missouri. He's certainly a guy that makes John Abraham better. You know, and John Abraham's very talented too, and that's something to be you know looking out look. That's something to look out for if you uh, are the Seahawks. Mm-hmm. But I, I and it, the question becomes. Does he help stop Marshawn Lynch? Because we know what Marshawn Lynch can do. Absolutely. And this game, there's a few good storylines in this game. First of all, the momentum that the Seattle Seahawks come into this game with. I mean, I don't, I don't remember a playoff team having this much momentum heading into a playoff game, you know, in recent memory. I mean, you know, even even the even the Giants and the runs that they've had in the past five years. I mean, I, I mean, you know, just the Seahawks last week, 
going into that game, not having won a road playoff game in 30 years. I mean, just the way they went in there, down 14 nothing. okay? And we could debate all day if Kirk Cousins came into that game, would they have won? I personally, I, I think the Seahawks still would have won the game, per- personally. I, I, I wholeheartedly believe Come on. that if Kirk Cousins came into that you, game. Well, you don't, but I think it would have been a lot closer than it I, was. I, 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 well, I mean, bottom line is, who wins? I mean, I think Seattle, just the way they came back, the way they played in that game, Russell Wilson is a, is a, a gamer. He he is. He's a great story. He is an unbelievable story. Okay, and he's not the kind of guy, okay, who can who can have his career ruined because of things like what that that happened to RG three. He's a guy who I think knows his place, okay, and knows that you know, okay, maybe I'll run a few times, maybe I'll break some tackles. He reminds me of a young Ben Roethlisberger. Okay, Ben Roethlisberger way more athletic. Ben Roethlisberger is not going to run. Okay, but he will break out of tackles when the play breaks down, and he'll get a few more extra yards for you if he needs to. to maybe get you a first down. He ain't going to run for fifty yards. Okay, and he's got a, a very good arm, and like you said, he's he's very extremely athletic. Um, so that's one storyline. Another storyline, you know, you said you know to throw out the Falcons, you know, being whatever their record is at home in the playoffs last few years with Matt Ryan. I don't think you can really throw that out necessarily. I think that's a huge storyline going into this game. Yeah, you really. But, but do you think they're going to go zero and four with Matt Ryan at the helm? I could the, very well. I, well, I mean, I, I could very well see this game being a, a, a tough game. I mean, I think that the Falcons. I'll be honest with you. I think the Falcons got to be a whole lot more scared. If that make more scared, I don't scareder. I don't know if, if uh, more frightened, more frightened than the Seahawks do coming into this game. Seahawks have all the momentum coming into this game. If you ask me, I know they're on the road. But that that doesn't scare them at all. I think that the Falcons have a lot, a lot to be scared of because I think the Redskins didn't really know what was on their hands with Seattle, and now the Falcons know. So that you know, I, I think that uh, it's going to be a tougher game than they imagine. Uh, the C- the Seahawks defense, Chris Clemens not going to be in this game. He'll be you know he's out for for the rest of the playoffs with that big injury. Um, he's one of their he's their best pass rusher. So I mean that's that's huge. That is definitely definitely huge on defense. But how about the secondary? They're the big matchup in this game. Okay, it's going to be guys like Earl Thomas, Brandon Brown, or Richard Sherman playing on guys like Roddy White, Tony Gonzalez, and Julio Jones. That that's going to be the big matchup. The it is the pass rush, the and- passing defense for the Seahawks against that explosive offense through the air with Matt Ryan and those those big receivers. And, and especially because I still stand by my point that Michael Turner and 3.6 yards per carry is not <laughs> going to, to get anything done, you know, horizontally there. Yeah. It's going to be all vertical and uh or right, vertical. Yeah, I guess horizontal. Horizontal, um, yeah. I, look, horizontal, the, vertical, whatever you right, want. But they they're, they're <laughs> going to be going they're going to be committing to the pass and because that's clearly the strong suit of the of the uh of the Falcons and just that's the Giants who got blown out thirty four nothing when they don't have anybody playing in the second. I mean, I think I think I just got a call. I, I remember yesterday to play <laughs> cornerback for the New York Giants next year. I mean, really, there's. Oh no, that this this won't be anything like the Giants. Right, game. the Falcons. They're yeah. they're actually decent. They're actually people who know how to play cornerback uh, on this roster. Exactly. Uh, very very athletic and big, and, yeah. big cornerbacks. They got a good secondary. Okay, uh, but Julio Jones is a big guy. Big, so is Roddy White. So is Roddy yeah. White. Yeah, that's what and the guy and so, Tony Gonzalez. Yeah, right. So, so I mean, I take, I, 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 I don't know. Who do you take in that matchup? The extremely athletic and talented cornerbacks for the Seahawks, or the extremely athletic and talented receivers 
for the Falcons. It's well, tough. It, look, Tony Gonzalez has been in the league a very long time. Still and, very talented. Yeah, 16 Clearly. years. And I think that, that he's hungry. And I think that Roddy White's hungry. I don't know about Julio Jones, but this team, <laughs> all right, this team for the past three years, you know, losing like they did, I don't see a, a way in which they're just completely taken out by a defensive scheme. I don't see that happening. I think it's going to be a very good matchup. I think that White and, and uh, Jones are going to have to fight against that secondary, and it's going to be interesting. But I, I ultimately think that it comes down, you wanted to say it came down to the quarterbacks with Kaepernick and Rodgers. How about these quarterbacks? Matt Ryan, world's better than Russell Wilson, I would say. Mm-hmm. And, and that's just straight up I dropping take, back, I, throwing I, the ball. You, you know, you want to go position by position, I take Matt Ryan, definitely. Yeah, and running backs, absolutely Marshawn Lynch. Absolutely. And even at fullback, I'd give it, uh, I, I would certainly give it to uh, Thomas Robinson over, or not, uh, Thomas, somebody Robinson over Mike Cox. Um, <laughs> and, and then wide receiver-wise, I'd go Falcons, tight ends. I'd go Falcons. The offensive line, it, it, it's a tough one because it, it's not one of those positions that we usually look at. Um, I would say, though, the way that Turner's been able to run short yardage, this uh, they get some sort of push there uh, on the Falcons' offensive line. And I don't know. It's a tough one. I'd probably give the edge to the Falcons. I mean, a lot of these places, I, I'm giving it to the Falcons, except for the secondary. Hmm. I'm an NFC West guy, okay? I'm a, you know, I'm a hard-nosed defensive NFC West guy cuz that's what the NFC West is about this year. Uh, you know, top defenses. Um, so, you know what? I'm going to confidently pick Seattle Seahawks to win this football game. All right. I I, I think it's going to come down to the secondary against those receivers, okay? I know it's in Atlanta, but I think this is the step Pete Carroll takes. I mean, it's he's won he's won a couple he's won playoff games in the first round already. He's you know and yep. you know he hasn't make, taken that step. No, I'm not taking anything away from Pete Carroll. I know the Falcons haven't taken that step yet. Okay, Falcons just the last three play, times they're in the playoffs lost to the Cardinals when the Cardinals went to the Super Bowl, lost to the Packers when the Packers won the Super Bowl, lost to the Giants when the Giants won the Super Bowl. Um, it's very hard. I don't think the Seahawks are going to the Super Bowl. I'm going to say that no, right no, now. No, I agree with you, but it's very hard. It's very it is it, you know it, it's hard to pick against the Falcons in this game, but I'm going to I'm going to do it. All right. I, and, gonna, and you're not see, you're not alone there. I, I'm going to do it and I'll see how it goes. I've never I I usually I usually pick you know who who most people pick. This time I'm going to go I'm going to go with the underdog. And the right. Seahawks are only getting I think two and a half actually it was three. It was three points at, at the opener. And now it's it's I think it's 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 lower. Unbelievable. Yeah. Um the Seahawks aren't getting more points, and that just shows you how much of a threat Seattle Seahawks are in this game. Yeah, and pick uh, them to win. the Seahawks and Michael Robinson, not Thomas Robinson. My my head is is in <laughs> Sacramento right now with that draft pick uh of the Kings. All right. Let's move uh, oh, I got I gotta say, I'm picking the Falcons. By the way, a quick update. Uh the Cowboys have hired Monty Kiffin. Yeah, we were gonna get to that with our as our defensive you, coordinator. You're jumping the gun. We'll here, get to that Rosenberg. later. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. No, I'm just, I'm yeah, just Seattle's getting two and a half. Unbelievable. Wow. That's uh, a close it's gonna, gonna be a close one. Yeah. Um all right, last game. And the oh, wor- and the worst game. The worst way. game. Absolutely. You really th- I, hands down. Come on, man. You really I mean, think these are back-to-back buys? Ha- well, no, I, I mean, I'm not saying that. I think that's that's a bit over the top. I I have such but a problem with these. I think that the Patriots, such a Houston. Problem. I think I, I'm not saying it's going to be a bad game. I just think it's the worst game out. Of, if you had to pick the worst game out of all four, 
Tell me another game you'd pick to be uh, that would be worse. I might. It's tough, but clearly I, you're not going to pick I the said, two NFC games. The two NFC games are great, great stories. I think I think Seattle Atlanta is not going to be as good. You as really you know. think. Okay. I think right. I think I think either the Seahawks or the Falcons are going to win by double digits. Wow, it's not easy to win Mark by double digits down. in the playoffs. Very hard, and definitely in the later rounds. Falcons got the talent to do it, man. Okay. Uh, the right. Seahawks are going to hang around. Anyway, let's let's get to the yeah. Patriots. All right, Patriots and Texans. It's at four thirty on Sunday, and uh, yeah, I, I guess all of these are good matchups. I'm still not saying this is going to be the worst one because of the column, and it was Dan Shaughnessy who wrote it uh, in the. Ah, oh, and he's a prominent Boston, Boston writer. Globe. Yeah, I said. And I quote, this was Arian Foster's profile photo. Um, the 2012-13 New England Patriots just became the first team in NFL history to get back-to-back buys <laughs> before advancing to the conference championship game. Could this get any easier? I mean, seriously. The planets are aligned and the tomato cans are in place. The fraudulent the fraudulent Houston Texan, Texans are the only team standing between the New England Patriots and a trip to the AFC championship game. All the Patriots have to do is beat the terrible Texans one week from today <laughs> at Gillette Stadium. And that was, of course, Aaron Foster's profile picture on Twitter. Then he changed it. Uh, I'll, I'll turn my computer around so you can see it to a, a little kid in a sumo suit <laughs> wrestling a huge sumo wrestler. You know, I, I think it's a famous picture. Uh, and he's pushing up against him. That's funny. Kind of David Goliath. Right. Because the Texans are getting nothing here. And, uh, you know, oh, by the way, these are the Texans who, you know, were the number one seed coming into the playoffs until they flopped late in the year. Uh, I think I have a huge problem with writing off the Texans like that. Yes, are the Patriots the more the stronger team? Um, do they have Tom Brady, of course? I just think there's way too much talent on this Texans team to give them no shot. Uh, you got Foster, who who has uh, what every every playoff game he's played, and he's at 100 yards. Mm, okay. Schaub finally won a playoff game last week. He but people didn't give them a shot against the Bungles, and and he had a good game. And Johnson had a had a huge game. You got Owen Daniels. You got Kevin Walter. That offense is great, and that defense played pretty darn well too. Listen, okay, the Houston Texans. Down the stretch, I, I don't have their schedule in front of me. I'll get it in front of me. Um, okay, the Houston Texans, since about, probably since, I'll say since the last time they played New England, December 10th, and they got absolutely demolished in Foxborough. Since that, week 10, was that week 10? No, that was, uh, just, that was, was December 10th. Week 14. Week 14. Week 14. Since that time, they have played very similar to another team in Texas. The Dallas Cowboys. Okay, listen. Talent all around. Excellent running back. You know, a, a, a quarterback that can win, that, that hasn't won yet because, you know, he's still young and this team hasn't, and he wasn't, you know, didn't play in the playoff game last year because he was hurt. A, a quarterback that can do some things. An all-worldwide, you know, well, not an all-worldwide receiver in Andre Johnson, but certainly top five at, at the very best in the NFL. And a really, really good pass rushing attack with J.J. Watt. And um, uh, Barwin, Connor Barwin. Barwin, yeah, he played well. Okay, and and the, what did they do in the final few weeks of the regular season? They lose to New England. They lose to Minnesota. They just did they had, not they, show they, up. They beat the Colts did after not they show They bounced up. back they, and beat the Colts. They bounced back and beat the Colts, and then they bounced down, okay, and, and, and just scored six points against Minnesota. And how many yards did AP have? Okay. How many yards 86? did Adrian Peterson have? 86. Uh, more than 86. 
Uh, he, it's almost yeah, positive. no, he had 86. 86 Adrian yards. Peterson had 86 yards, okay? Well, that, and, now and, we know why they, he didn't break the record. And they beat the living daylights at him, 23-6. And then they lose again to, to Indianapolis. So they are on a downward spiral, okay? And, and then they people, won their first playoff game. Listen, you listen, forget to mention that. Listen, I, no, I'm going to mention that, but people seem to think that just because they won that playoff game, now they're back. The Texans, folks, are were lucky. We're lucky to get out of that game alive, okay? If they're facing almost any other quarterback in the NFL other than Andy Dalton, they lose that game. They did not deserve, no team deserved to win that game. That was one of the worst playoff games I've seen in my entire life. That was an absolutely horrific display of playoff football, okay? Andy Dalton was awful, but we're not going to talk about the Bengals because we're talking about the Texans here. Matt Schaub didn't throw a touchdown. The team did not have an offensive touchdown until the third quarter, okay? They had one offensive touchdown in the game. How can you tell me that this team is playing like the 14 and 2 team that was undefeated at whatever it was 10 and 0 or you know at, or, you know midway through the season? I mean, How can you tell me I that mean, they we, are that team I mean, right week now? I mean week 5 this team squeaked by the Jets. And people were still saying oh, this yeah. team was They good. didn't squeak by the Jets. They squeaked. The scoreboard, they won by six points. The scoreboard's not indicative of anything in that game. They were dominating the whole game. The Jets you, okay, right, got so into that game late. You watched late. that whole game. You I watched, watched that most whole of game. It. The Jets got into that game late and made it seem like they actually They held the, game. the Texans at bay for the majority of the Bottom line is the Houston game. Texans were a, a, an unbelievable football team the first half of the season. They've been on a downward spiral ever since, and they're still going down. Just because they beat the Bengals, okay, by six points and scored one offensive touchdown, and Matt Schaub didn't didn't have a touchdown pass and he threw a pick six, okay? There's no reason, there's no reason to believe that the Houston Texans are back by any stretch. I love that. I love that this this talented team is the underdog, and that's that's why I. Love they are way more than underdogs. Yeah, uh, they're under cats. And and Tom Brady, uh, a force in, in this league, um, and most likely on his way to. Stupid me! You're a Jet fan. Obviously, you're you're gonna you're gonna re, you know wax poetic about the the Texans in what this you, game. What do you mean? Should have realized that Julian mean? and Nick on the other side. I like Silly the me! How did I not realize? I, that? I was talking about the Texans like this. Like, all right. Of course, right. you're gonna you treat know the what? Texans this, this like. This conversation uh, is over. I am upset <laughs> with you. Well, you right know, you now. haven't defended yourself. Did you yet. listen to last week's episode of NFL Friday? I did not. <laughs> well, I was going gaga over the Texans then. Okay. I've liked the Texans for the whole season. I, they were my Super Bowl pick but at the beginning you, of the year. they let you down. They let you what down. Do you mean the they final... let me down? They're still in the playoffs. That's not letting me down, man. They won the first round of the playoffs. That wasn't a playoff no game. One, no one gave him a shot. That was not Everyone a playoff game. Everyone said that Andy Dalton was going to win that How game. How could you say Everyone that nobody gave him a shot? They were home, okay? They were home in the playoffs. You can't say that nobody gave them a shot. Sure, there were people out there that thought the Bengals lots, could win. And the Bengals almost won. The Bengals almost won that game. They could have easily walked away with the win. Well, the scoreboard wasn't indicative there because the Texans looked good on offense nah, and J.J. Watt no. shut down any opportunity that the Bengals had. Okay, you know, I give credit to the, to the Houston defense. I'll, I'll, I'll give them the edge over the Patriots defense any day. But the way the Texans performed on offense in that game, okay, unbelievable. Matt Schaub, okay, looked like Matt Schaub rushed for a first down the first time all year that he rushed for a first down, okay? He was looking like he had no idea where the, where he was supposed to go. You go straight, Matt. You go up the middle, okay? And, and, and honestly, they just looked out of sync. The they looked out of sync the Texans, on offense. The Texans looked so strong at the beginning of that game. And an interception return for a touchdown. All of a sudden, they were down. They drove. I mean, they, they dominated the time of possession. They matched Schaub. What was he? Twenty nine for thirty eight, two sixty two. Uh, you're gonna you're gonna say oh. he didn't play well. 
Arian Foster, 32 carries, 140 40 yards and right. a touchdown. Yeah, they probably scored like a few touchdowns, right? Right? They probably scored. They probably got like 25, 30 points. One offensive touchdown. One. They won the game, Mac, and they had they gained a lot of yards. Again, okay. it was on. It was right. early on in that game. They well, should have been up by two touchdowns the way they were but, playing. But they weren't. They couldn't score. They couldn't punch the ball in. You're right. They were driving like, uh, like, like a horse, like crazy horse. Right, in red the zone from. Okay, they were dry. They were. They were. They were driving. You know, great drives early on in that game. But they couldn't score a touchdown. They were like and the St. Louis Rams. They a touchdown to open up the third quarter, and that's like all they Rams. needed. Okay, that you're right. That's all they need because they were facing the freaking Bengals. Okay, they're facing the Bengals. This team can now score they're facing the New England so Patriots. The New England Patriots are a real live Aaron Foster, NFL, NFL football team. Record, okay, four hundred twenty-five rushing yards in his first three career postseason starts. So, oh, big whoop! That's all you, you know. Say. You know what? That's all you say. You know what? You know what? I'm looking at your. I'm, I'm hearing what you're saying Wait. right now. You're yelling at me, and for that reason, I'm picking the Texans. Of course, you're picking, picking the Texans. Picking the Texans. I'm going with I'm Houston taking, in this I, one. I'm taking New England with the spread. They're giving nine and a half. I'm still taking New England. I I I was I, just. An I'm utterly, trying to figure out if I was joking there just or not. An, to be honest, just an utterly. This, awful, I'm going to be wrong, but you know what? A, I'm not. There's no money on the line. There's, there's there, no money. You're right. Not even bragging rights because no one gives me respect there's, here anyway. There so. was an awful. I'm going with the all, Utterly awful display of offense in that game. Uh, I don't all know right, how. All right, all right, all right. We'll see. Game. We'll see what happens. By the way, out there I just have a field. question, unre- kind of unrelated, but you said Arian Foster in his three playoff games uh, hasn't he only played in two? Uh, no, he's played in three. He's played in three. Texans have made have had three playoff games. Yeah, didn't they? They lose. Oh no, they actually did win last. That's right, they did. Yeah, I, they did. That's right, they they played the Ravens in the second round. I forgot about that. Yates. C.J. Yates, who I'd rather have than Matt Schaub right now. Oh my goodness! Let's move on here. Uh, what, what what do we got coming up there? Oh, the coaching carousel. That's right. I, I, I don't want to hear any more of your, your TJ. I'm gonna keep that. For, he scored thirty uh, points in, in that ball. game. TJ Yates should be the quarterback over Matt Schaub. Um, all right. So, bunch of firings. You know, you mentioned the Monte Kiffin. The, that's the newest hiring by the uh, Cowboys. Here. And he was with his son Lane in college for a while, so he hasn't been in the NFL in about four or five years. He was at Tennessee and then USC. So, welcome back, I'm, Monty. I'm a, I'm a fan of those Kiffins. I love, I love I like Mo- the Kiffins. Lane Kiffin, uh, I think he's overrated coach, personally. I do like Monty. I, Monty Lane, did a lot Lane of, Kiffin's done a good job Monty, in USC, though. Uh, I think. Uh, they, were, they were number were they number one coming out of, in the yeah, offseason and, this and year? Barkley didn't, didn't play Barclay well. Barkley didn't play well. Uh, Here to drafts. I don't know enough. of. I don't follow college quite as much as the NFL, so, but... I do like Monty Kiffin though. All the great, the cover two defense uh, with the Bucks years ago, uh, when they won the Super Bowl with John Gruden. So yeah, good hire, very good hire there. Right. Surprised he's never been a head coach, Monty Kiffin. Anyway, yeah, go yeah. ahead. I, Rob Ryan fired, uh, mm-hmm. and we really have have a shortened segment here on this because you know it's 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 firings and firings, <laughs> and it's nothing really on field that concerns our TV watching. But I uh, do uh, want. Go ahead. I'm sorry. Go well, ahead. I want to say that the yes. guy I think. Uh, first of all, Eagles. Brian Kelly, Lovey Smith interviewed. If they mm-hmm. don't, if they don't hire Lovey Smith, they're crazy. Brian Kelly, I, my opinion, second best candidate out there for head coach because North Turner ain't getting a head coaching job, and Rob Ryan certainly isn't. Uh, what about I, Mike McCoy? I mean, we we I think I feel like he just to... I feel like he fell off the face of the earth uh, well, in terms of coaching. Mike Sears. I, I mean, I, I just I don't know. I feel like he did. You know, we we talked about all the good things that he that he did in Denver, and he continues right. to do in Denver uh, with that team. The Browns were rumored to maybe be talking to him, but I don't know why the Eagles don't talk to him. I mean, he's an offensive guy. 
You know, I mean, they have uh, a young quarterback uh, who hopefully Nick Foles is, is you know, is going to be playing for them next year. I'd rather see Nick Foles and Michael Vick for them. Um, and I think Nick Foles is a guy who can do good things with Mike McCoy. So he's a passing guy. They have, but they have great running backs. They have two very talented backs. Um, I don't know why Mike. I, where where'd Mike McCoy go? I, I know he's got to coach a playoff game here, but I don't know why he wasn't given a shot. Well, I mean, you got you got, in my opinion, better guys out there. Lovey Smith and Brian Kelly, two good names. Mike Malarkey, I don't know what he's going to do after after getting fired in one year in Jacksonville. Yeah. Uh, and then, of course, Sean Payton, the five-year extension. Today, the Browns hiring Rob Chazinski as their new head coach. And, and Mike Watts, uh, one of the hosts here on NFL Friday, uh, tweeted. And the Cleveland boy. He, he is not, not happy with that hiring. Uh, Neither am I. He was the Browns' offensive coordinator 07-08. The Browns were 10-6 and six in 07. Derek Anderson. Yeah, with, with Derek and Anderson. And guess what? They missed the playoffs. <laughs> Of course, the Cleveland Browns go 10-6. The six. one year they have 10 wins. 10-6 in no, the AFC nothing, North. Nothing. Missed the playoffs. Unbelievable. Uh, yeah, well, AFC Col- must have been pretty Col- talented. Col- Colt McCoy or Brandon Whedon next year if you're the head coach? Ooh, that's uh, Man. I go McCoy. McCoy, you know. He looked good at the end of the year. I'll be honest. I haven't watched these two play a whole lot, but I did watch Brandon Whedon, I think, against the Ravens on the Thursday night game where he almost let him back this year. Um, so he showed some poise there. He showed his ability to, you know, get his team down the field and get them in a position to win. Um, I'd say you, you let them battle it out in camp. I think it's it's too close to call for me personally. Uh, you see what they bring, and the Browns they say they want to hire North Turner as their offensive coordinator. That would be a better decision. I say, why do you want to lose? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> uh, the Jets, though, I also want North Turner, but why would you ever want to coach the Jets? All right, uh, <laughs> I want to talk about Brian Kelly for a second. Okay, all right, we need to talk about Brian Kelly. Okay, because, okay, Notre Dame, you know, last few years, they would struggle just to get a bowl game. They they would be happy with the Meineke Car Care Bowl. Okay, oh, at like at, right. at at six and seven yeah, or six Akeem, and six. Akeem Nix made made his NFL career out of the Meineke Car Care Bowl, <laughs> North Carolina. Yeah, rock bottom Notre Dame, right? Let's let's rock bottom. Rock Charlie bottom. Weiss, gone. The worst era probably in Notre Dame history. Charlie White, Tyrone Willie. I'll go back. To Tyrone Willingham, even it was terrible. As, terrible. A, as a guy who roots for Notre Dame, it was not fun terrible. To watch. Terrible. And Notre Dame, you know, overall in the history of college football, it's the class of college football. Right. They are the Yankees, the Cowboys, the Lakers of college football. You finally get a guy in here, okay? And Brian Kelly, his second year, right, at his, Notre Dame? Uh, I believe so. Second Go, year. Or, yeah, he's going into his third year. Right. So it was. This is his second year. Or this you know, was his third year. This, sorry. This year was his third year. Excuse me. So you bring them back, okay? If I'm not mistaken, they were either top, they were 25th or not ranked at all coming into the season opener. Unranked, yeah. Unranked. And you bring them to number one in the country, national championship game. Notre Dame, Notre Dame's back, right? That, that's, that's the attitude we're now having. Notre Dame is back, you know, you know they're winning, they're number one, they're going to play for the national championship game. You know, many people thought that they were going to get roasted by Alabama. They did, whatever. You know, is 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 that it? I mean, is, you know, is that are are you back to rock bottom now all of a sudden because you lost in Alabama? No, but but I mean, when you lost to a dynasty you're and co- you're rock bottom now. Well, 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 who said they were rock bottom? I never did, but who? Well, who did? Well, I said that they were rock bottom before Brian Kelly got right, here. But no one said they were rock bottom. No, now. Right. That, that. But what I'm saying, this is my point. Brian Kelly. Okay, why would you go and interview for an NFL oh, job? On, the money, man. The money, what, the good but after opportunity. after everything you did with 
with Notre Dame. It reminds me of when people were talking about Peyton Manning going to the Niners. Okay, After everything that Alex Smith struggled for years and years of his career to, to do, Okay, now you're going to bring in Peyton Manning and just say, see you later, Alex Smith. Like, that's what Brian well, Kelly I mean, is essentially said, saying. See you later, Alex Smith, anyway. That's right. I understand that. But, uh, you know, it's a different situation. Essentially, Brian Kelly is saying, you know what? I brought this team back, you know, number one national championship. See ya. How could you? How? you, you, you oh. I mean, it, yeah, it happens, sick, happens all me. the time. It sickens At me. At least he's not Urban Meyer. It sickens me that he even interviewed for that job. Really? Yes. So you don't want the guy to have any sort of success later on in life. I show. NFL, I told. I told our. That's colleague like the AAA here, star I told, in baseball doesn't I, want to go to the major leagues. I told our colleague here at FUV, Alex Smith, about that, and he was absolutely flabbergasted. He thought I was talking about Chip Kelly because you know the only Kelly that actually interviewed was Chip. Okay, we were never expecting Brian Kelly to do anything. Unbelievable. I'm done. All right. All right. I'm done. All right. You know what time it is, Mac? Lightning round. Let's look into the crystal ball for some <laughs> weekly NFL predictions. Didn't we already do this? That's right. It is the lightning round. We're recapping all our picks. We got like a let's minute. Let's do it. Let's do it. Something like that. Yeah, let's go real fast. I like to talk fast. All right, first game, Baltimore and Denver. I have Denver. You have? I have Denver. You have Denver in the back. Julian has Baltimore. Nick has Denver. All right, let's move on here. Green Bay and San Fran. What Max says it's going to be the best game. I, I think you did, and... I don't think it's going to disappoint. Game. I got San Fran. I got them all the way. I'm gonna. I'm either going to be very upset or very happy. This game's going to be about the quarterbacks. Okay, I said it before. I'll say it again. Aaron Rodgers is Aaron Rodgers. Green Bay wins. All right, in the back, both Julian and Nick going with Green Bay. That's at eight on Saturday, Sunday at one. Seattle and Atlanta. I personally don't think this is going to be that good of a game. Uh, just despite Mac. <laughs> I have, I have Atlanta in this game. Hotlanta, as Julian would call them, Mac. I'm going to go with Seattle, man. I'm sticking with them. Sticking, sticking with Russell with Wilson West. and the boys. NFC West. Russell Wilson and the boys. If you can't beat them, join them. That's, that's, <laughs> that's right. In the back, Julian has Hotlanta. Nick has Seattle. He mentioned that they, they were Hotlanta. All right, last game, Sunday at 4.30. It's Houston and New England. It's David and Goliath. I'm going with David. The Texans. Just so that way this guy gives me a dirty look. I know Tom Brady's well, probably going to win this New game, England's but I'm going not, with the Texans. New England's not playing this Sunday, so. That's right. They have a bye week, apparently. They do. In the, in the back, Julian going with Houston Nick. That's Patriots. And uh, real quick, uh, more, uh, you, you can bring the music back up. All right. <laughs> more, bring it back. Bring it back. More, more yards on the ground. Oh, jeez. Arian Foster or... Uh, no, Sean Moreno. Aaron Foster. More, yard, more yards in the air. Aaron Rodgers or Tom Brady? Definitely Tom Brady. Tom Brady Absolutely. over Aaron Rodgers. Absolutely. Absolutely. All right. Look they, at the defense they're facing. That San Fran D is going to do well. Joe Flacco uh, over under over under 250. This is my uh, last, that's my I'll last say one. under. I'll say under. Under? I'm going to go under as it's gonna well. It's going to be a defensive for, weekend in first, the NFL. First I think. smart thing you've said. I all like day. the defenses this weekend. I, the deep, they're going to be a good, a lot of good defenses uh, this weekend. Now bring F- it down. Finally, finally the when music I coming say, down here. You bring it down. Okay. Yeah, I'm the producer here. That's what, no, <laughs> Julian Adiente is our producer. He does a fantastic job. Nick Legerfo, also behind the glass, engineering. My good bud, Mac Rosenberg, filling in for Mike Watts, who will finally. Be back from his hiatus next week for championship week. For all of them, this is Kenny Ducey. Enjoy divisional the divisional round, and uh, go Jets, I guess.
This has been One-on-One's NFL Friday, only on WFUVsports.org. Join us next week as the guys take you around the NFL. We'll see you then.